The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is sponsored by Unity.org. Elevate your life with the Rise Into Your Power Habit Tracker. Track up to 10 habits for 30 days and experience transformative results. To learn more, visit go.unity.org forward slash rise. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Are you ready to move from your good life to one that is amazing? Then you've tuned in to the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you the tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is amazing. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining us on the show today. I really appreciate you sharing our show from Good to Amazing on Unity Online Radio, tools that are necessary and wonderful to live an exceptional life. I'm so honored today to have as our guest, um, Dames Gone Wild. That's Carol Hasbrook and Joyce Claflin, and they are two women that have come together to be part of Changes in the world, as Margaret Mead said, never doubt that a few people can change the world. As a matter of fact, they're the only ones that can. Carol and Joyce, welcome to our show today. Thank you so much, Temple. Thanks, Temple. Well, one of the things that I, I recognized about both of you a number of years ago is that you tend to uh, know just within yourself philosophically that as you give, you receive, and you get what you bring. And it seems to be within both of you that that, it just comes across natural. But was there something that occurred in either one of your uh, lives along the way that you realized that being a volunteer or helping people and pets just made all the difference? Well, Temple, this is Carol. I started volunteering when I was 16 years old, and I was with a group called Kiets. Uh, it's the high school form of Kiwanis. And we went and volunteered at PARC in St. Petersburg, and I worked with a young boy named Tommy who had Down syndrome. And Tommy was about five years old, and I taught him basic life skills, like how to put your clothes on and those kind of things. And he stole my heart, and we just became close, and I've been volunteering ever since. It was a feeling like I've never had before, knowing that for the the hour that I spent once a week, that I made such a big difference in Tommy's life, and he made such a big difference in mine. And to me, Temple, what I realize is that I've always been giving throughout my life and just helping others, but not officially volunteering. And one of my first official volunteers is over at our beloved Wings bookstore. I had the pleasure on being there on Wednesday evenings, and for me, it just opens my heart to see people come in looking for something, searching for something, a hug or a kind word or just leading them into the direction. And that's what it's all about. It's really helping people connect, and it just opens my heart. Well, um, 
I think, you know, one of the things that we talk about in unity and perhaps one of the ways that, that we've kind of missed out, if you will, in the, in the new thought movement in general is we do a lot of talking about living principle. We do a lot of talking about knowing that, you know, God is good and therefore we are inherently good and we pray and we meditate and, but somehow along the way, um, I feel that we miss out on that fifth principle that says by words and actions and deeds, you know, we're living what we're learning. And, and to me, that was a very exciting thing about seeing both of you that um, you've been participating in all different kind of elements uh, from uh, Reiki to education about unity to other teachings and yet you were so clear about we need to get out there and live that principle. Well, I know that as Dames Going Wild, uh, the, the name of your organization, that there was a way in which you came together. How did the two of you decide at this particular time in your life that you were going to just jump in a car and start driving and see where, you know, Spirit of God would guide you? That's pretty fascinating. That takes a lot of courage. Indeed. <laughs> It takes more courage than we knew we needed to have before we left, which we're really glad we didn't know that. (laughs) And um, so what happened was in January of this year, I got laid off from my job, and I'd been in the mortgage business for 23 years, and I was looking for another job as a loan officer, and I thought to myself, you don't even like your work anymore. It's not any fun since the real estate crash. Why are you looking for a job you don't like? That's just crazy. So I came home, and I do something called the passion test. So I came home, and I did the passion test on myself, and I said, if I could do anything in the world for work, what would that look like? And time and money doesn't matter. And the first two things that popped right into my head were, I love to help other people, and I love to travel. Well, I've never seen a job description that says help wanted, must love to help people, must love to travel. So when it's that much bigger than me, I just put it up to God. I said, God, I'm very clear that this is what I want to do. Please show me the way. And three short days later, I read an article in Parade Magazine about his uh, father and his two adopted sons. And they were traveling the world doing 12 service projects in 12 countries in 12 months. And I thought, well, I can do that. If they can do that, I can do that. Only I don't want to be gone 12 months and I want to stay in the United States. So I told Joyce, Joyce and I are roommates, and I came home and I said, okay, I know what I want to do, and will you stay home with the house and the dog and the cat? And she said, no. Well, actually, I hesitated for a few minutes, and I went, no, I am coming with you. I had been uh, doing part-time work in something that was not fulfilling and had really been praying and searching to God to find out what my purpose is and to make my heart open up and to fulfill it. And once I heard what Carol was doing and those words, I just knew that that was something I was supposed to do. So, and that's how the Danes got created. 
and you just jumped in the car and you you took off did you did you have a plan of any cities that you were going to go to you went to like 33 cities didn't you we went to 29 cities and served 33 organizations and yes we did have a route i'm not that i i wish i could say i could fly by the seat of my pants that well but no, we I uh, took out the atlas. I knew I wanted to get to Minneapolis to see my 92-year-old aunt, so that was my goal. And then I took out my atlas and said, all right, how far is it to go about, where can I get to in about four to six hours? And we mapped it out from there, and we ended up driving 10,000 miles. We went uh, up through the Midwest, across the very northern part of the U.S., and back down the eastern seaboard. That's so incredible. Well, give uh, give us an example, some of the audience that are listening. Give us some ideas of various things that you did when you were would arrive at, at some of these cities. Well, actually... Uh one of the things that we did when we were in Chicago, we actually did a work for an assisted living, and we got to have happy hour at Friday at 2 p.m. And this is such an amazing story. So Carol and I walked in, and we met with the volunteer coordinator. Her name is Gabby, and um, I asked Gabby, I said, gee, who is the oldest resident here? And she said it was Manny. Manny was 102 and actually took up wood carving at 96. At night, he also carved an 8-foot-long by 4-foot-wide piece of wood of the Gettysburg Address from memory, okay? Mm. When we, so we were standing in front of the elevator, and uh, the doors opened, and who came off but Manny? And Manny said, would you like to come in and see a picture of it? And we said yes. We went in, and he had all these beautiful little plaques carved on a little credenza. Carol looked over and saw a plaque with her name on it and said, um, Manny, that has my name on it. And he said, yes, would you like to have it? And she said, yes. And I was looking, and I saw all these other plaques with different words on it, and then I saw one that said Joyce. So we were shocked and said, Manny, how did you know we were coming? And he looked up and he said to us, very matter-of-factly, God told me and we do everything that God tells us to do. I'm sorry. God tells, I do everything God tells me to do. And we just Oh, my gosh. That is so incredible. I mean, that is absolutely over-the-top incredible. And that's really, fundamentally, that's what you're talking about. I mean, the magic of what you felt in that moment of here's somebody all those miles away from you that had made a plaque with your name on it. I mean, that's just that's so, so well, fascinating. Temple, what's really interesting is when he said that, we both looked at Gabby and said, Gabby, did you tell him we were coming? And she said, there is no place in this whole facility with your names on them, on it. The oh. only thing we had was special guests. So he, the only two names on all of these plaques were Carol and Joyce, and no one had given him, no person had given him our names. And then we're leaving, and I look at Joyce, and I said, I have to tell you, I asked God for a sign this morning 
because I want to make sure we're on the right path and we don't have enough money and we're not sure how this is going to work out. And she looked at me and she said, so did I. So we not only got the proverbial sign, we now each have a sign with our names on it to remind us that we are not destiny, you know, we're not creating the plan. We just get to take steps in it and follow the energy. So it was such a beautiful gift. Oh, it's just, it's just an incredible, you know, story you need to send that into Oprah and Ellen I mean that's just that's That's just uh, you know the kind of story that most people live all their lives uh, to have actually something that profound Um, do you have that uh, photo of your plaques on your website yet it's not on the website Um, I've been remiss in getting my photos up on my website but I will get that done I'm sure it will be up there soon, and I want to just remind our audience that you can go to damesgonewild.com, and you can read all about Joyce and Carol. Also, you can see various video because they've been featured on, on national news. Well, tell us another uh, rich story of, of something that occurred while you were on the road. Well, gosh, there's so many. Um, somebody, somebody asked me what was the most surprising thing about the journey, and I thought that was a really good question. And the most surprising thing for me was the kindness and generosity of perfect strangers. I know, and I'm a student of unity, that people are good. I know that. And I'm a human being living in the world, and I see the news and the paper and all of that. But what we got, what we received from Perfect Strangers was incredible. And I'm going to give you a couple examples, and then Joyce can too. For instance, I'm writing a book about this journey, and we got a phone call one day from a woman in Portland, Maine, and we had been gone from Portland about a week. They had done an article about our free hugs in the Portland press, and she'd read about it, and she called, and she said, oh, you're such an inspiration, and I just love what you're doing, and I'd like to make a small donation. And I said, well, that's wonderful. And she said, and by the way, I have a house in Anna Maria Island that I don't use except in the winter. Would you like to use it? And I said, really? You've never even met me before. And she said, no, I'd love for you to use that. So I'm going down four days a week and writing the book in a home on an island. And, I mean, this woman never even met us. The second one I want to share is when we were looking for a place to stay in Alpena, uh, Michigan. Most people have never even heard of Alpena. I was doing a passion test workshop in Minneapolis, and we told everybody, you know, we're looking for a place in Alpena. Well, one of the ladies has a sister that lives there. She called her sister. Her sister couldn't help us, so her sister started to call around. She found a friend that said, sure, I'll be happy to put them up, but we're going to be on vacation in Idaho, and they can still stay in our house. Mm. So we stayed in a friend of a friend of a friend's home who was in Idaho, on vacation, had never met us, and they let us stay there for three days. That is so amazing. 
One of the other places was Alcott, New York, where we actually needed a place to stay. And through a friend of ours, Vicki, she put it out on Facebook, and we got a connection from this lady who actually gave us a, um, a cabin for three nights. Uh, she didn't even know us. She actually had to come over and meet the dame. She was so excited about it. But here we are, not even sure where we're going and, uh, or, you know, where we're going to stay, and we get three nights. Another example was, um, this is also kind of twice removed. Uh, we were staying with a family in uh, Virginia and wanted to go into Washington. A friend of Carol's um, had a friend in, in Washington, D.C., and we took the metro in and got to our house with little suitcases, and she very nicely sat there and looked, looked at us and said, I really have to be honest, this is not a good time for you <laughs> to stay with us. And Carol and I looked at one another and went, oh, all right. She said, what I'd like to do, if it's all right with you, is put you up in a hotel for two nights right in Washington. So here we are in Washington, D.C., she gifts us two nights at the Hilton, Washington, and these stories, Temple, just go on and on and on. And every time Carol and I will look at one another and just say, oh, my goodness, how does it get better than this and what else is possible? It was awesome. People are oh, awesome. It certainly, it certainly renews um, the ideal of a great American spirit, which is so natural for all of us if we just allow it to happen. I'm Temple Hayes, and you're listening today to um, our talk with Dames Gone Wild, two women that literally went to 29 cities, 10,000 miles throughout the U.S. to offer volunteerism and to play their part in making a difference in the world. On behalf of myself and Unity Campus, Thank you for participating with our show today. You can go to unitycampus.org. We also thank you for your support that you uh, offer to Unity Online Radio. It is indeed the voice for the changing world. We'll be right back after this break. We'd like to take a moment to encourage you, as part of our Unity Online radio family of listeners, to support this ministry through a love offering. For your convenience, you can make one-time or recurring monthly donations. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for your support. John is looking for adventure. Mumbai is a must-see, and the night safari, that's one for the life list. Joe is seeking a little Eastern enlightenment. As the Buddha said, it is better to travel well than to arrive. Both find peace in daily meditation. Both Joe and John will find exactly what they're seeking on Spirit of the East, a 14-day voyage from Singapore to Mumbai. And so will you. Join us April 17th through May 1st, 2013. Spirit of the East, a perfect blend of relaxation and adventure. Explore more at unity.org slash spirit of the east. 
from on the air to on the sea. Pack your bags and come with me. Hey, hey, what you waiting for? An early winter rendezvous with all the things you love to do. Hey, hey, treat yourself to more. A little more summer, a little more sun, a little less work and a lot more fun. A little more beach, a little more sand, a little less stress and a lot more pain. Join your favorite Unity Online Radio hosts for Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. On this fun-filled Caribbean adventure, enjoy sunshine, exceptional dining, and island excursions. Feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation, plus one-on-one time with some of your favorite hosts. That's Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. To learn more, go to unity.fm slash cruise. A little more sunset, a little more sea, a little less do and a lot more Thank you for tuning in for From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at amazing at unity.fm. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome for joining us. Talking today about how to give and how giving um, makes such a difference. It is instinctive for us, it is intuitive, it is natural. For we are all destined and designed to give. And often we say that when we think that we have challenges or problems in the world, if we get out of ourselves, go out into our communities, align with various organizations, go feed the homeless, go sit with the weary, we come to understand that we are filled with blessings in so many different ways in our lives. And I think that uh, many times, as we're talking with Joyce and Carol today, um, Joyce, you know, we tend to think sometimes that, wow, you know, I'm going to to go out and I'm going to go help these people. But you know, the interesting thing, and I hear it in both of your voices, both you and Carol, uh, and for those of you that are just coming in, you can get on their website at damesgonewild.com and sign up for their blog and no more. But what I'm hearing from the passion and energy is that it wasn't the one more thing that you were called to do, that by doing what you did and volunteering uh, in these uh, 29 cities and giving free hugs and working in rehab centers and feeding the homeless, you put five years on your life. I mean, both of you seem so energized by this project. Am I right? Well, we've actually had a few weeks to recuperate, and I think we're still, recu- I think we're still recuperating. But I will share with you, Temple, one thing that became very clear to Carol and I was the energy that we got from this trip was volunteering. So, you know, even though we drove and we had a little downtime, what really filled us up and got us through was volunteering and getting feedback from people how, you know, amazing what we're doing was just, you know, it was just, I'm, I'm losing my words, what can I say? But, you know, we got to do things that generally some organizations wouldn't even, haven't been able to, to get to do. Um, so I can say for me, and I'm sure Carol can just elaborate, but just serving really energized us and kept us going. 
Yeah, it was interesting to watch us uh, if we hadn't been serving for a few days because we needed to, just like any job, we needed to have downtime. But if it went longer than a couple of days, we'd get antsy and um, crunchy, you know, a little little crunchy with each other. And we finally noticed a, a little bit into the trip that we'd just say, okay, okay, well, tomorrow we get to serve, so we'll feel better tomorrow. <laughs> and that was true. Because we packed our bags up every four days on average and moved to another host family home uh, where we didn't know where we were sleeping. Uh, thank goodness we always either had a sofa or a sofa bed or a bed. Um, and there but, were some times we did sleep together, I must say. <laughs> but it, um, you know, so it got a little grueling, but the volunteering, the just, and it isn't, I mean, making a difference in someone's life is uh, is huge, 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 huge. And that's not mm. all there is to mm. it. The people that work at these places are the most positive, energetic, loving people who don't get paid a whole lot of money and love their jobs because they love what they do. Well, I have been in the banking world my whole life, and I can tell you there was never a bank I went into or worked for where everybody just loved their job no matter what they were getting paid. (laughs) So it was just renewing and refreshing for us to go in and do these service jobs and to get to meet and hang out with the coolest people. And the other piece, Temple, was really giving out free hugs. It was so enlightening to be able to stand on the corner. The first one was Minneapolis. And have our signs, and Sharon Sarago, who's not here tonight, uh, came down to meet us in, in Minneapolis. And just to see people's reactions. I mean... The people that were really so receptive were people that looked like they were going through a hard time or they were homeless. Um, Some people would stop and say, hmm, okay. And then some people would just go on their cell phones or even cross the street because they weren't sure what this was about. Um, So for me, it was actually just giving and being of service, and, and that has really spoke to my heart. Well, what kind of uh, different types of organizations did you serve when you would go from city to city? Well, we've worked with the homeless. We've worked with a cancer center. We've worked with four humane societies, walking dogs and little kitties. Uh, we worked with this lovely organization called Puppets in Education in Burlington, Vermont, um, that uses puppets to go into the schools to do topics like bullying and being angry and uh, abuse. Uh, we've worked with hospice. We helped with Special Olympics. Uh, we worked at a, a special needs school. We learned how to quilt, which was a lot of fun. We did a quilting for uh, chemo patients and children ho- children's homes. And it never occurred to me that a child goes into a children's home usually with nothing. They don't own anything. And so these quilts that these ladies at this church group make go to the children so that if they leave the children's home, they have something. And even while they're there, they have something to take with them. We worked in three or four food pantries, and our very favorite was a adult daycare center for brain-injured and brain-impaired adults. 
and it was in Green Bay, Wisconsin. It's called New Curative Rehab, and we got to experience every single aspect of that rehabilitation center over three days, and it was amazing, just amazing what they have done with these people with severe brain injuries, uh, viral encephalitis, developmentally disabled, just on down the line, and, and that, was, uh, that was a special treat. It was actually life-changing. Mm. That's, that's cool. One of the things I'm hearing that you're in part to the people listening is that there are all different kind of ways if you're open to serve. I'm, I love that statement that you know, if you're a, a street sweeper, you know, whatever it is that you do when you're called to serve, do it well. And what you're kind of reflecting to everyone is you don't have to make it hard. I mean, there are, it's not like um, <laughs> the, all the slots are full. You know, there's many ways in which you can open up and, and serve. And it also offers you an opportunity to learn new, diff- new skills and, and things that you didn't even know that you could do. Oh, yeah, we forgot to mention Habitat for Humanity. We, were, uh, we put in a J drain, which is a drain that you put around the foundation of a house to prevent water from going underneath it. Now, you all have to get a visual of this. Joyce is 61. I'm 56. (laughs) We are not construction workers. We are not, we don't even go to the gym, okay? And uh, the the guys took it easy on us the first day, but, boy, that second day, man, they had us out there digging that trench and laying that J-drain just like one of them and, Quite frankly, we really enjoyed the fact that they embraced us so well. And it was interesting because it was almost 100 degrees, believe it or not, when we were doing it. But one of the other things we got really, really good at was cleaning and organizing. There were so many places that needed that type of help that we went in and we cleaned a hotel room and toilets and bathtubs um, for the homeless, you know, reorganizing papers and things. Yeah, I mean, whatever was needed is exactly what we did. Well, it's and like we, um, one of my teachers used to say to me that we're not going to be able to solve all the problems of the world. Our best is to not be one of them and to, <laughs> make, and to make the decision that the world would be a better place because we have lived in it. And I just want to say my hat goes off to both of you because, indeed, we can all uh, sit comfortable in knowing that the world is a better place because you're in it. Also, uh, we just want to recognize the individuals and the organizations that have given you donations uh, to keep the work up that you've been doing, and all that information is on your website, damesgonewild.com. And you definitely want to go on their website and read some of their blogs about some of their experiences that they've had, uh, both Joyce and Carol, and how they've been featured in the news and in newspapers out of those uh, 29 cities. It's, it's quite fascinating. And, Carol, you were t- talking about uh, earlier today how you have some goals and dreams, both you and Joyce, to take the experience that you've had and build upon it. Um, tell us a little bit about some of your plans, at least what you're thinking for now. Okay. Thank you, Temple. 
Well, the first is my main job right now is writing the book. We took good notes in journals, and I need to get it all out of my head and onto paper. It's an experience I think people will enjoy reading about and certainly can learn lessons uh, from that book. And then the second thing is we had such an incredible response to what we were doing, and we noticed from conversation that some people – say they'd like to volunteer, and they would like to volunteer, but they don't know what to do. They don't know how to go about it. They've never done it before. They're a little uncomfortable going in by themselves the first time. So we're going to start chapters of Dames Gone Wild, with the first chapter being right here in St. Petersburg, Florida. And we're going to formulate it so that it's easy and fun for people to volunteer and that it's the connection between the organizations and the masses of society that are not volunteering right now will make that an easier connection. So we're excited about that. Um, And then Joyce wants to talk about the other piece that we're going to do with that. Well, one of my favorite things is actually giving out free hugs. And part of being the chapter, it's not a requirement, but it would just, you know, speaks to us, is have uh, maybe the third Saturday of every month to go for two hours and go to a place, a public place, and give out free hugs. And actually, we're going to be down at the uh, Portland Market. Portland? On, no, not Portland. <laughs> See, I'm back in Maine again. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Farmer's Market down in St. Pete on November 17th at 10 a.m. And we would love for everybody to come down and join us. It's amazing just how much fun it is and how rewarding it is. For those of you that are local, that would be uh, a great ideal for you to do that. And, and we know that you have so many people here in Tampa Bay that are your followers, if you will, or they want to be a dame going wild when they grow up. <laughs> and for those oh, do we have to grow up? For the, I hope not. And for those of you that are, you know, listening in other parts of the country, you too can think of those uh, subtle ways and actually use the example of Carol and Joyce moving from good to amazing, and use some of their ways. And as I said, if you go to their website, there's just a wealth of knowledge that you can follow that could give you some ahas of things that that you can do as well. And it's just so. I'm just so uh, in the sense of gratitude of seeing the two of you and, you know, all that you have done. And you're very aware of how supportive I am of your mission and our, our whole spiritual community here in the heart of St. Petersburg has been so behind you in this. I know for me, I went to uh, Brazil and I went for a spiritual retreat and I was only there for a few days and my retreat became a project about the dogs <laughs> and, and getting all involved and it's just been one of the greatest joys because uh, you know um having known me a number of years that i'm all about that too it's like how can i serve today great spirit i believe that was ricky byers one of her theme songs is how can i serve because there is a way you know that will 
reveal itself. Well, I think it's exciting that you're looking at starting uh, some chapters throughout the country, kind of like a Kiwanis model, if you will. That was kind of the way that I was seeing it, that it could actually work and, and be effective. And I obviously know that based upon what you've done already, that it's going to be a tremendous success. That's that's for sure. Uh, do any of the people that you met on on the road have any of them stayed in touch with you? Oh yes, very much. Yeah, and they've all told us we can come back. Yeah, it's surprising. No, <laughs> really, <laughs> well, yeah. but yes, they have. You to make your journey that way, and um, and how much it felt, you know, the heartfelt blessings of, of your being there in, in the first place. Well, when you're able to go into places, especially some of the rehab and some of the various organizations that support um, people that have various handicaps and things like that, um, and you're able to go to levels like you were talking about of cleaning or you know those kind of things, it just um, it helps them see and feel things that they probably haven't been able to do for themselves in a long time because they just need that surge of energy to lift them because they they get so into automatic mode so i can only imagine with two of you as bright lights you know coming in and and being willing to do anything it must have helped them in in deeper ways like rededicate to the work they were doing did you find or feel that yeah, actually, actually, yes. When we were at Puppets in Education uh, on our last day, Sarah said to me, said to us, "I've been here four years, and my intention was to get this done, and we could never do it. And it, it is just so amazing how it feels and to be organized." Um, we did another place in Burlington, Vermont, for a half. What was it? A, a, a temporary shelter. Temporary shelter where we went into the playroom. And literally cleaned everything, chairs, walls, organized. I mean, uh, it was truly amazing. And the feedback that we got, they were shocked. I mean, they did not expect us to do the level of cleaning that we did. And they were so, so grateful. Um, Yeah, people are just grateful for what we did. That's so incredible. Well, that's kind of a model for each and every one of us to live by is to wherever we go, uh, to leave it in a better way than the way in which we found it. I'm Temple Hayes, and you're listening today with From Good to Amazing, a show that's hosted by First Unity at Unity Campus and hosted by our spiritual community. And we'll be right back after this short break. Do you sometimes feel as though the door to happiness has closed and there's no other door in sight? In her book, Ask Yourself This, Unity Minister Wendy Craig Purcell reminds us that Everything happens for a reason. We've all experienced situations which felt like anything but good. We may have lost our job or gone through a divorce or experienced some other dark night of the soul. Yet those very experiences, when met spiritually, can lead us to a much greater good. The lost job can be what finally motivates us to discover the work 
that truly feeds our soul. The ending of a marriage can trigger us to do the emotional healing and personal growth work we've been avoiding for years. Every one of us can look back at negative or painful experiences in our lives and say that they turned out to be the best, worst things that ever happened to us. For more insight from Wendy Craig Purcell, read Ask Yourself This from Unity House Books. If you're focused on getting the right answers, Ask Yourself This emphasizes the importance of asking the right questions. Order your copy today at www.unity.org. What is the secret to happiness? Why do bad things happen to good people? What is our purpose in life? What must I do to bring healing into my life? Join Rev. Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday for a metaphysical romp. Explore fundamental unity principles put into action through real-life scenarios from people like you. Call in with your questions and spiritual challenges, and let Paul take you on a journey of profound personal understanding and transformation. That's Metaphysical Romp with Rev. Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. We now return to From Good to Amazing with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome, everyone, and thank you again for being with us and participating in this great and rich topic about volunteerism, about moving out of your life, and sometimes, even when we're in the midst of feeling uh, challenged or perhaps down and out, there's nothing greater than getting out of ourselves and going and helping someone or a situation or a pet, an animal, uh, someone that is so less fortunate than than we are. I'm talking today with Joyce uh, Claflin and Carol Howe's book, jamesgonewild.com. I wanted to share with you a bit about their mission. To joyfully provide services and financial resources to organizations that help people, pets, and planets, to increase happiness, connection, and love to all that they meet, and to repurpose people, especially women, who have felt life is overdue to a loss, to a job, children, husband, wife, partner, death of a loved one. Certainly an area that so many people can be touched by a helping hand, a smile, a hug, and all the various other things that you are able to offer in 29 cities and 10,000 miles. So we've talked a good bit about how it changes us. We're, we're energized when we give. We're not depleted from the gift of giving. We are actually energized by it. But Carol and Joyce, in what other ways would you say that you've been changed by this experience? Well, one of the... Uh changes was being with Carol 24-7, and just, see, I can't even think about it, but being together 24-7 and knowing 
um, how we reacted towards one another. There were sometimes we were challenged, but we also really got clear, also being a student of unity, that what's ever going on with Carol is really a reflection for me. So it gave me the opportunity to really go within and to do uh, some self-work through this three and a half months of doing it. I also realized that my relationship with me is the most important thing that I can have on this earth besides God. And it was about getting quiet and listening. And I want to thank Carol for the opportunity of going through this journey with her because it was totally amazing. And no matter what challenges we might have had, we did come out on the upside. <laughs> we did we kill each other. We're still roommates and friends <laughs> and uh, just, you know, moving forward with this journey because we know it's, it's God's calling for us. Well, did you find, and, like, a lot of uh, partnerships, and by partnerships I mean business partnership for clarification, but did you did you find that it, you had the good fortune in that when one day when one of you would be weary, the other one would be up? I mean, were you able to balance like that, like a lot of uh, real couples in life do, or, or did how was it when both of you are off on the on the same day? You just turn out the light and say, see you tomorrow? I mean. Well, I couldn't push her out of the car. <laughs> I'm sure you that thought about it. It wouldn't be very good being a student of unity. Um, no, fortunately, we didn't have very many days at all that, like, if I was not feeling right, Joyce was feeling great, and vice versa. We had a few times that we got our nose out of joint, and here's what I learned from it. I only create tension and stress and struggle in my life when I am expecting someone to do something my way, and they don't do it. I mean, I can't imagine, but they (laughs) don't do it my way. And it was so clear to me. It took me all the way through the trip. But it was so clear to me that that's where I create mm-hmm. my own tension is expecting others to perform in ways I want them to perform when we're all individuals. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that. I was the same way, and I realized about my control issues and what I thought things needed to be said or done or um, it was really a lot about surrendering. And then we got to a point where we would check in with each other every morning and say, okay, is there something we need to speak about? How are you doing today? And actually, I think we should do it again just to, you know, being roommates. Mm-hmm. Because we learned it was really about honoring each other and speaking up if, um, you know, there was something that we both needed because the more that you harbor it inside, it just doesn't work, and it just creates more tension and animosity. Well, there's something very magic about when you're committed to living uh, with a certain type of intention and passion, because unless we're we're bringing it, it's almost impossible to to give it. And I I know for me, um, doing uh, ministry, being a minister for 20 years, uh, the greatest thing, and that's what I love about your top of your top seven core passions is that the first one is always putting God first. And I know there's been many times in the clarification for me of wanting to walk my talk that in my personality, I may not have felt like it 
I may not have thought that I could pull it off or do it. There may have been times that I even wanted to be introverted, which can be frequent, and not extroverted. But there was something, a grace, you know, God through me could do these things that I was fascinated and that's what I kind of see in the richness of, of your experience because there was this higher power, this wonderful web of uh, universal mind and God and life uh, kind of weaving everything together that out of yourself and your personalities, you may have said, why are we doing this? But you would get that nudge, you know, to keep moving forward. And it's really been a great role model and example for a lot of people in their lives. I'm reading on, uh, I've been reading on your website some of the comments that people have made. And, um, you you know, it's a ripple effect. I think I think that's the point. It's that you didn't just travel to 29 cities and, and go 10,000 miles. You've had this rippling effect that people have seen you in cities. They've seen you hugging people. They've seen you cleaning and um, doing various things that some people would think with their ego, you know, that's lowering my standards. And out of that is going to birth more and more people um, coming forward. That I That I feel very confident about. It's very impressive of what the two of you are doing and have done so thank you for that and thank you for reflecting and representing the true teaching of unity i i'm just thrilled to know you <laughs> it is our pleasure it is our pleasure and the the last and most important lesson i think that i learned is the joseph campbell saying follow your bliss and people are scared to jump off the cliff and leave home. I mean, we packed up the car, left home three and a half months. We had an eighth of the money we needed when we left. And we are different people today. We are happier. We are more open. We are more giving. We are more understanding of who we are as individuals. We're more brave. We're a lot braver. (laughs) We're a lot stronger. And we're a lot more fulfilled than we were before we went on this journey. And we jumped off a cliff to do it. But I have to tell you, we have followed our bliss, and it, we, are, we are so grateful to God that he put it on our hearts to do, and we actually listened and did it. And you know what? Guess who caught us? God caught us. We jumped off that cliff, and he just said, Come, children, right into my hands, and I will take you through. And that's exactly what he did, or she did. Well, I love the um, the idea that you've referred to, and I actually used it on Sunday. It's by far, I think, one of the greatest writings for anyone that is moving towards an amazing life, and that's the, the poem by Marianne Williamson of yeah. Our Deepest Fears. And you're basically saying that, yes, the fears are there, but the fear of who you could become is, is much bigger by denying yourself that, you know, the fear of right. denying yourself, who you could be in your becomingness is much greater than anything else. And I just, I love that. You know, we ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? In your case, who am I to say I am a dame gone wild? <laughs> but as she would say, actually, who are you not to be? You're a child of God. And, we can definitely celebrate the fact that 
there's nothing about you that has been playing small. So for your um, last um, connection with our audience, what is something that you would like to leave us with as far as uh, who you are and, and what you're bringing? Well, what I'd like to leave you with, Temple, is I just want to say if there's anyone on this line that's listening that is depressed or sad or frustrated or stressed out, go do something for someone else. There are so many people out there that are in need of us, of each other, and just by doing that will change and lift your energy to a whole new level to help you see more clearly about what's really important in life. And what I would like to leave you with is the term hug it forward because the more people you hug, the more they're going to hug everybody else and you talk about that connection. So hug it forward. And what I would like to add to that is if you get a group of 30 people in a room and you gather in a sacred circle, and everybody throws their problems in the room, I guarantee you, you will rush to get your own back. So, (laughs) Carol and Joyce uh, created a way to move outside of their inner dialogue and to really live the fifth principle of unity, to move beyond just language and the conscious and the subconscious reality, but to bring a richness to life because... They went out and they decided to serve. Again, thank you so much for our Dames Gone Wild. You can read more about Joyce and Carol on the website, damesgonewild.com. And I want to thank you so much for your continuing following of our show and for spreading the word about moving from good to amazing on Unity FM. Thank you so much. Thank you, Temple. Thank you for tuning in to From Good to Amazing with Rev. Temple Hayes. Join us every Monday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern for more tools to move your life from good to amazing. This program is brought to you in part by Temple Hayes Ministries online at www.templehayes.org and First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. Online at www.unitycampus.org. truly understand the laws of the universe and live a life based on these profound and unwavering truths, then your dream life starts today. No more waiting. No more wandering. If you're ready to let go of the striving and move into the allowing, you're ready for everyday attraction on Unity Online Radio. We study the teaching of Abraham given to us by beautiful Esther Hicks so we can release confusion for clarity, exchange struggle for serenity, and have the time of our lives today. Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. In quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern 
Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. truly understand the laws of the universe and live a life based on these profound and unwavering truths, then your dream life starts today. No more waiting. No more wandering. If you're ready to let go of the striving and move into the allowing, you're ready for everyday attraction on Unity Online Radio. We study the teaching of Abraham given to us by beautiful Esther Hicks, so we can release confusion for clarity, exchange struggle for serenity, and have the time of our lives today. Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. here to be? It's a question we all ponder from time to time. Reverend Kelly Isola, host of Spiraling Consciousness and her co-authors, have crafted a guidebook that will take you on a profound journey. If you long for love, peace, and joy, or yearn for commitment, passion, calm, or clarity, this book teaches you that you already have all of these within you. Whatever you long to experience outside of you is an aspect of you wanting to be birthed. Who have you come here to be? 101 Possibilities for Contemplation is part daily reader, part spiritual practicum. Drenched in gorgeous imagery, each powerful page invites readers to dance, to leap, to sit still, to stand tall as they ponder the question, Who have I come here to be? Join the journey of self-discovery. Come explore the world within an infinite field of possibilities to discover who have you come here to be. To order your copy of Who Have I Come Here to Be? 101 Possibilities for Contemplation, go to www.whohaveyoucomeheretobe.com. That's www.whohaveyoucomeheretobe.com. I'm Laura Worcester, host of the Intuitive Life Podcast. As an intuitive medium and teacher working with the world of spirit, I love to share the peace that comes with the awareness that our departed loved ones are still with us. And I also love to help people explore what it means to live an intuitively led life. Start listening now on mindbodyspirit.fm or wherever you get your podcasts.